Blog Talk Radio. Are you there? Yes. Okay. 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 Just get better. I don't know. I don't know what happened. That had a little technical glitch, but we're gonna we're gonna roll with it. My guest is right here, so uh, I'm right here, Keith. Let's do this. So let me uh, let me just say one thing. Uh, I want to 
Welcome to uh, We Are Everyday People, Global Internet Radio Network. This is our South Shore Cars for Life show. We are rolling uh, into the class of 77, 40-year reunion taking place this coming Saturday. And uh, I want to thank my guest yesterday, uh, Constant Lewis Rules, for coming on with me for the second time to uh, do a real nice nice interview. Real, they're, they're all nice and reminiscent and touching interviews, and I really appreciate her taking the time to come on the show. Uh, today, before I go into the date, uh, the reunion. We're going to talk about South Shore the reunion. I'm going to bring my guest on, but I haven't been able to talk politics for a while. I'm going to do it for one second. But I'm going to be doing a show on the We Are Everyday People, Everyday People show. And uh, have you all, you man, have you all been hearing what Tweety's been talking about? Have you hearing him talk? We got a problem in the White House. I just wanted to say that, get it off my chest. This brother here, I want to bring on today, uh, South Shore class of '77. He's also a graduate of DePaul University, uh, degrees in business, computer technology, and he's also had his hand in political science. Uh, this brother here is a certified business and executive coach, and you can also check out his uh, web page at uh, Dion Bradley. Give me that again, Dion. Sure, the website? Yes, sir. I sure. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Keith. Uh, appreciate the opportunity. The website is www.bradleycoaching.com. There you go. There you go. I had it written down. I displaced my notes, but thank you. I want to bring on this brother who you just got through hearing, Brother Dion Bradley. And uh, let me thank you for taking the time to come on the show, man. Really appreciate it. it it's a privilege to be here. Uh, let's let's go back a little bit. We're going to work our way after today, but, uh, you know, I always uh, take – uh, the alumni back, especially on the reunion countdown, and we kind of start back in that time. And uh, I always ask, when you're just maybe sitting back and chilling and thinking, reminiscing, and you think about the days back in the South Shore, what tends to come to your mind? Well, a lot of learning, um, a lot of fun, and uh, meeting some great friends who continue to be great and dear friends even today. And I'm looking forward to seeing some of the ones I haven't seen in a long time uh, during the course of this week. And uh, where, where did you come up back in the days uh, during that time? Uh, I grew up in Marinook over um, on East 87th Street, 87th and Kimbark. And um, that's, that's where I came up, on the south side. And who, who was your circle back then? Did you uh, have any... Uh, group of people that you kind of hung around with that you kind of can trust and, you know, when you're down, you can kind of can depend on them to kind of bring you up a little bit? Yeah, I um, had some friends uh, that I went to elementary school with, like uh, Margaret Schaefer and uh, Adrian Brown, and uh, we later attended South Shore High School together. And uh, most of my posse, if you will, were uh, band members as well. So I was heavily into um, music, and uh, I played three instruments and uh, started playing when I was in elementary school and really learned a lot from uh, Mr. Lawson, who was our band director, and most of my friends were in the band, and um, some of them did quite well, as a matter of fact, uh, in their uh, musical careers. Yes, speaking of Mr. Lawson, I was at that uh, tribute to uh, Mr. Lawson this past Saturday at TJ&J's in Maywood uh, with the Avi Reeds band performing in it was beautiful, man. It had a lot of, I'm sure you probably know everybody, everybody that was up in there. Uh, it was a beautiful tribute, just speaking of Mr. Lawson. And I'm, I'm going to have him on the show also coming up uh, one day soon. Oh, that's great. That's great. He was a tremendous uh, role model for us uh, while we were students of his. And uh, had I not relocated to sunny Florida, I would have been in the house that night, uh, Keith. I would have definitely loved to be a part of uh, that celebration because he has had such a positive impact on literally hundreds of young people's lives. Yeah, and, and that's we were hearing it all night. It, it was a beautiful night. Uh, now, we, we, Mr. Lawson, Mr. Lawson, we have that. Uh, as far as uh, educators, other educators during that time, is anybody who particularly uh, gave you some type of advice that you can look back on and, and see that it's helped make you into the person that you are today? 
Wow, that's a good question. Um, I, I had, you know, it, there wasn't any particular piece of advice that I was given, but we had some really good instructors like Mr. Shapiro and like, uh, for example, uh, Miss Williams was um, uh, one of our teachers. Um, we had an English teacher, I believe it was Mr. Uh, Peter Kemp, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, a lot of your listeners, are can send me the right name. Uh, he, he taught advanced placement English. They basically every day they taught us to work hard, you know, be consistent in our studies, do the right thing. You know, they gave us a regular message um, that would keep us on track, basically. You know, it wasn't one thing. It was a lot of great uh, small nuggets, if you will. Now, from South Shore, you ended up at DePaul University, and that was DePaul during its uh, primetime basketball. That was Mark Aguirre and Cummings and those guys at the same time, wasn't it? Yes, it was, and I had the pleasure of uh, getting to know them. My first wife um, was actually a cheerleader, um, and um, those were the glory days. I had a class with Mark Aguirre, got to know him and some of the players, um, was on campus the day that Mark Aguirre um, bought his first Mercedes on campus. Uh, <laughs> so we remember uh, back in the glory days, uh, we went to the Final Four uh, during either my junior year or senior year, which would have been 1980 or 81. And uh, it was really a fun time there. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. Man, I, I can imagine being there because I, uh, I was enjoying the hell out of it you know, from, from remote, just from watching them on television and following the team like crazy. And you, and you were right there, man. So I can imagine the, uh, the yeah. around that time. Well, it, it reminds me, uh, Keith, of, you know, we used to have some really aggressive rivalries with places like uh, Notre Dame. And I can remember standing in the stadium thinking, these people don't want to win a basketball game. They want to beat us down. You know, they were just. They were they were pretty serious, and I uh, had an opportunity to go to Phoenix, Arizona, when we played in the Final Four, uh, the year that DePaul uh, went that far in the NCAA tournament. That was a lot of fun um, to to just get that far and get a chance to see that experience to be at a Final Four uh, basketball game. That was man. Those were the days. Those were the days. Yes, That's they the were. Man. So you uh, you got through DePaul. You ended up uh, you were in business and uh, computer uh, technology, and political science, and it looks like business is uh, what really kind of pulled you in, or at least you pulled it in. Uh, no, it it pulled me in. You were right. <laughs> so that's was that your intention all along, or did that something that just as you were rolling along just came along and you said, hey, this is a pretty pretty good way to go. No, actually, by the time I was a junior or so, uh, earlier, or maybe earlier in my college career, I knew I wanted to go into to business. And so I looked for opportunities, and, and I, uh, when I got an opportunity, I chose to go into sales because I was one of those kind of people that didn't like sitting in an office and didn't, you know, like the feeling of being, you know, chained to a desk. So I enjoyed being outside and talking to people and meeting with people and that type of thing. And so... Uh, I was fortunate enough to get my first sales job with no sales experience um, and uh, just continued from there. And by the way, if anybody wants to call in uh, as we go into the show, uh, it's uh, 718-664-9513. That's 718-664-9513. You want to call in, say hi. You haven't seen Brother Dion in a while, just want to I'll let them, or you may not be able to make the reunion, or you're going to make the reunion. Uh, give us a call. You know, it's, it's, we'll be here for a minute. Uh, okay, Brother Dion, now you are the CEO of your own company, and mm-hmm. uh, I'll let you t- 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 tell us a little something about that, and I'll have questions uh, as as you as you go into that. Sure. Um, well, I have um, 30 years or so of. Uh, business and uh, management experience, Um, and so I decided to 
use that experience to help other people, either grow their businesses or improve their personal performance um, in terms of their career and helping them achieve both professional goals as well as personal goals. So I uh, became a uh, consultant and certified business coach, and uh, that's basically what I do, help people grow their businesses and enhance their uh, their careers. There's an old saying that uh, many of your listeners have probably heard, you know, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get everything you want. So that's um, uh, a slogan that I uh, always took to heart. Okay. I, I, you know, I hear you, and from, from my angle, when I'm trying to what, – what type of people come to you? How, how do they approach you, and what are they looking for from you, and what is it that you bring to them? I, sure. I understand you coach. You know what I mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So basically I work with um, a couple different types of people. So one of which would be small and medium-sized business owners, okay, to help them grow, expand their businesses, develop sales and marketing strategies for their company so that they can increase sales. So that would be, you know, one segment. Another segment, I work with uh, executives or people who want to become executives. So, for example, I'm working with a gentleman now who is the CFO of a company, and his goal is to eventually be the CEO of either that company or another company. So we're mm-hmm. putting in place an assessment of his current skills, all of his strengths and weaknesses, and then looking at the areas for improvement and putting him on a, a plan that will help him achieve his goal of becoming a CEO. What are the things that are missing? What are the things he needs to plug in? Uh, including skills, um, people, other resources, whatever it might be, uh, so that ultimately within the time frame he has defined, he will become that CEO. So that's kind of more on the personal side. And then another segment that I I really enjoyed working uh, in since about 2010, so for about seven years I've been working with uh, particularly with founders of technology companies, particularly startup companies, because during my um, technology career, I spent some time working for a number of uh, startups as well as actually spending time flying back and forth to Silicon Valley. So I work with uh, founders who are facing the very, very difficult challenge of starting a business from scratch with just an idea. Um, So founders face very unique challenges trying to do that. And they're very different than, for example, a gentleman who might want to open a a flower shop or um, an auto body shop or a lady who may want to start an accounting service. It's it's a very different set of challenges, and so I've specialized in that. So I have um, accelerators and incubators that I work with and consult with the uh, entrepreneurs that are trying to build businesses. Does, Does that help, Keith? Yeah, that's, that's deep to me, man. I'm like, I'm listening, listening to you, and just saying, "Damn." I mean, how? You, so, I'm, I'm, I'm saying to myself, like, man, now how do you? Let me ask you this. Let's, let's say somebody out there wanted to open up a J and J Fish or open up a mm-hmm. jazz club, and they came to you saying, mm-hmm. "Man, you know, what? I'm, I'm thinking about doing this." From that point, do you take that bull by the horns, or do you just kind of, you kind of have to? I know you had to gotta get a lot of information from them to know which way you want to yes. go, which way you want to take them, or do you already know mm-hmm. that? And no, you're absolutely right. No, yes, you're absolutely right, Keith. You have to assess the situation first, assess the business, assess the individual, find out what their long-term and short-term goals are and where they are today, and then set about to put together a plan to try to help them. So, you know, to use your example, if someone wanted to start out and, for example, buy a J&J fish franchise, which, you know, I hate that you mentioned that, uh, Keith, because I'm trying to stay away from J&J. You know, visiting back in Chicago is one of my favorites, and I'm really trying, you know, as we get older, I'm trying to keep the weight down, and uh, I've done a pretty good job so far, but that J&J makes it really tough. But at any rate, um, if uh, there was someone who wanted to do that, you know, then we would sit down and and look at, so they would be buying a franchise, so that's a whole different animal than um, uh, a different type of a business. Uh, so we would approach it from that standpoint and understanding some of the things and some of the challenges that are unique to franchises and 
We look at that person. Okay, have you ever run a restaurant before? Uh, yes or no. Um, restaurants are extremely risky and extremely difficult to have success in, but I wouldn't discourage the person from doing that. I would just let them know what they're facing. Um, and then uh, let's say, you know, have you done, have you run any business of any type in the past? In other words, in other words do you have any business experience? Because that's important. The more experience you have, the better. So, you know, again, as you mentioned, just assessing the person's skills, um, what they currently bring to the table, what they need, and what the business needs, and what resources they have to put into the business. So that's kind of where we start. Start with a business plan um, is is another great tool that we we often use, although we're moving kind of away from the traditional business plan into more of what's uh, called a business canvas right now. So you kind of, I mean, you, you, you let these people know where you might want to take a class in here, or you might want to take a class there, or you might want to study this to read this book or mm-hmm. attend this our type of thing. Is that how you kind of go with them? Oh, absolutely. Pointing out resources for clients, that's a big part of the of the job. Mm-hmm. We suggest, uh, just like when I used my first coach, um, when I, I got my first management job when I was working with uh, uh Ameritech Wireless, which today is Verizon, um, my coach suggested some excellent books for me that actually helped me tremendously, and I still use them, and I refer uh, refer them to uh, my, client, my clients today. So, yes, getting resources in people's hands, that's key. And, and do you meet, like, on a weekly basis? Is it up to uh, something that you all agree on? It's going to be every day or once a week or once every other week? Mm-hmm. How does that on the phone right. or the office? Or? So generally, uh, the way it's structured, Keith, is uh, so most of the people I meet with are very busy people, as you can imagine. So I usually meet with them one-on-one in person for one hour every week, okay? And I usually meet for a minimum of four months. Um, now, there can be some variation to that. So sometimes I may meet with a person twice a week for three months. Um, so there is some variation. Variation. Also, um, sometimes people's schedules don't allow us to meet in person, so we'll do it over um, video uh, conferencing, uh, Google Hangout or something like that. But generally, it's going to be in in person. Now, I have clients uh, that I worked with in Chicago before I um, moved to Tampa, Florida, and I still work with those clients. So I work with them by phone and or video conference. But most of my clients I see in person uh, for, again, about an hour a week uh, once per week. Hmm. That's interesting, man. I tell you, it's uh, it's a, this is a conversation I've never really had with anybody. You know, and it, it's just something I'm I'm just learning what you do. It's, it's interesting to me. Uh, I take it you you've traveled pretty much, then. You do a lot of traveling, don't you? Um, not as much as I used to. I used to travel about every month. Um, but again, I've um. You know, I've slowed down from doing that so much, but I have moved around a bit as well, and my wife will be happy to tell you <laughs> we have moved many times. Um, but you know how when you're trying to, uh, uh, you know, make advancement for your family, it takes the sacrifice of a couple of moves. And I've been fortunate. I haven't had to do it as much as some of my colleagues. One of my mentors moved 14 times in his career, um, but he wound up being the president of uh, Michigan Bell Telephone Company. So uh, it paid off for him. So um, I I wound up being the first African American vice president of sales for North Carolina for Bell South um, uh, when I went down there in uh, 2003. So it does it pays off. It pays off. Now, what's been a couple of your favorite places that you've lived at, or, or perhaps have visited of all the uh, places that you've been? Sure. Um, Let's see, the most the most fun place to visit is, is probably Miami. Um, nothing like having a conference in Miami. Um, and I'd say I'm really enjoying living in Florida now because, you know, I love Chicago, but that weather is, um, you know, that weather is something to deal with in the wintertime. And I've always liked uh, being on the water, and uh, I've always enjoyed boating and snorkeling and stuff like that. So you can do a lot more of that, you know, uh, when you live you know, in in the state of Florida. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you don't have to deal with uh, 
snow blitzers and freezing temperatures. That's for sure. That's one reason I got out of there and came to uh, Texas area, man. I tell you, I, if I don't see snow again in my life, I'll be okay with it. That's That's I tell people, Chicago is one of the greatest cities in the world, but that winter is no joke. And uh, after living in the South for nine years, when I lived in uh, North Carolina, um, I really said this is where I want to be, south of the Mason-Dixon line. But when my mother um, became very ill, as well as my mother-in-law, you know, my uh, wife and I decided to move back to Chicago in 2012 for, you know, for family reasons. Uh, right. So that's what uh, brought us back there. And, uh, and that, the day I landed, I was looking forward to, uh, uh, I started planning when I was going to make that final exit back to the South. <laughs> yeah, and that's the only way that I would go back and live in the Midwest if, under the same circumstances. If my parents needed me, I'm back there. Other than that, mm-hmm. it ain't happening. Yep. It ain't happening. So uh, now, Looking at the Dion Bradley today and the Dion Bradley back is, uh, you know, we all transition, we change, we grow. We is, is mm-hmm. there when you when you how how have you evolved in that time? Like were you really shy back then, and you're outgoing now, or com- compare the two? Uh, well, I wasn't shy, but I'll say probably, you know, the 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 me of today, Keith, is a better me because I needed a lot of work. So um, I will say that, uh, you know, growing up was challenging. And, um, you know, uh, we become better people if we can learn from things and try to uh, move forward in a positive way. And so that's what I've done. I've always uh, been a very resilient person. Um, when When I first started out in sales, for example, um, my nickname was um, the Bulldog because once I got a hold of a lead, I would not let it go until I closed the sale or I determined that it just was not going to happen. But it took a lot to convince me of that because I never took no uh, for an answer. So, um, you know, again, you just try to grow and mature. Um, what did Aristotle say, Keith? The unexamined life is not worth living. And so I think it's helpful for all of us to be introspective and try to acknowledge our blind spots and try to uh, minimize them where we can. I hear that. I hear that. So www.bradleycoaching.com. If anybody is listening and they uh, are thinking of starting a business or already own a business or they, they can contact you, jump on the website. You have some beautiful, as a matter of fact, it's a beautiful website, man, really nice website. Thank you. Thank you. And some great accolades. I read some of the uh, reviews, man, and uh, it's sparkling, man. It's it's glittering. So I I recommend anybody who's thinking on the business uh, path and uh, check out the site. You're available. Is that correct, Brother Dion? Yes, I am available, and uh, again, you know, looking looking to help people. And uh, if you look at my LinkedIn page or my website, um, you one of the things that uh, you, you'll see from my clients is that I get them the results that they're looking for. So that's the most important thing because a lot of people can promise you things, but the people um, that I've worked with and have given these reviews that that you alluded to, Keith have stated that I held them accountable in a positive way and helped them achieve what they were looking to achieve. And so a lot of people talk a good game or thousands and thousands of people out there calling themselves, quote, coaches, unquote. But uh, Mm -hmm. there is a difference. There is a difference. So, for example, you know, you can get your, your, you know, your friend down the street to do your taxes who, who calls himself an accountant, uh, and they may be able to do your taxes, but there's a big difference between that person and going to get a person who's a certified public accountant because, you know, they've been trained, they've been tested, they've been certified, they have experience. Well, that, that's my situation. Um, mm-hmm. Only about 20% of all people calling themselves coaches in North America have certification. And so um, you're required to stand by certain ethics, um, and I think that that's important uh, as well And your uh, – Again, you're given specific training and testing about your knowledge. And the things that I share with uh, my client 
upkeep are things that I've lived and experienced. So I run a business, so I know what it's like to run one. I've run a $500 million uh, division of a Fortune 100 company, so I know what that's like. I've worked in and around startups since the late 90s. The first, you know, Internet boom came around. I was very active in that. And so I know what it's like to try to do a startup and to work in technology. So the things that I share with people are things that I've done personally and not something that I've read that's theoretical out of a book. You know what I mean? Don't you hate when, you know, some guy in a classroom is just giving you a bunch of theoreticals and, but they've never lived it? I know what you mean, brother. I know what you mean. What have been uh, – I was gonna. I wanted to know uh, how you got your first big break. And you just ran off a few accomplishments, and I was going to ask you what were some of the uh, accomplishments, accomplishments that you were most proud of, and you probably already answered that question. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I would say I would say that would would be one. Um, I would also say, um, you know, I, I I I was taught that it's important for us to give back to our community and to do things for somebody other than ourselves. And so I'm very proud of the fact that there's a uh, there's an $18 million uh, building starting in downtown Charlotte, North Carolina, that I helped raise money uh, to build. It's called the Harvey Gantt Center, and it is um, uh, an African American cultural arts center and um, art gallery that is uh, about the fifth largest in the United States at the time it was built, and it received several national awards. So um, I worked for that organization uh, as the CEO and worked with the community and a lot of really great people to raise over $20 million to help uh, uh, put that there. So if you're ever in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, go downtown uh, and and see this facility that honors the first African-American mayor of uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, Mr. Harvey Gantt, and uh, that's a, a great place to visit. Harvey Gantt, he was the, the architect and uh, was the first first uh, black man admitted to uh, Clemson? Absolutely. That is him. And his yeah. daughter, um, she was recently, and I think she still is a news anchor and personality in Chicago. On uh, She was on NBC, Sonia Gantt. I don't know if I've she's still that. in Chicago. I'm going to have to look that up now. But uh, she was in Chicago I spoke to her last uh, a couple years ago, but uh, uh, I think she's still uh, in town. I've heard the name. That's interesting. Okay, okay. So you mm-hmm. you have a monument you can look at and, uh, and and feel proud that you had a hand in it. That's something else, man. Yeah, it was um, like I said. It was a, it was an honor to work with the community and a lot of great people uh, to to make that happen and to have something that is. Uh, dedicated to educating children about African-American art, history, and culture. That is the purpose and mission of the organization. And uh, it, it was an honor to work there and be a part of that. Yeah, so what I'm going to do now is uh, I always take a, in the middle of the show, I take an old school break just to, you know, we got to get our music back, man. It's like when we lost our music, we lost our minds. I mean, I'm old school. Mm-hmm. I'm old school all, all the way. And I, I just really wish we can get our music back and get the Get the groups together, the choreographs, the Temptations, OJ, that kind of Supremes, Marvel, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of music where it's not so individualized now. There's no unity in it, you know, and it, if you know what I mean. Uh, oh, yes. I'm old school with you, man. I'm old school yes, with you. We, uh, <laughs> I always am trying to dig up some new old school to play on my uh, Alexa uh, Echo device. And, uh, you know, sometimes she goes, who is that? <laughs> Uh, and then, and then sometimes uh, she, oh, and then sometimes she does. <laughs> Hold on, you know what I just did? I just activated her, so now I have to turn her off. <laughs> so I'm going to take a uh, quick old school break first. Uh, I did this yesterday. I'm going to do it today, and I'll do it tomorrow and probably Friday. But I want to take a moment and uh. Acknowledged via a moment of silence for uh, Brother Thomas Orr, who came out of uh, Class 76. His son was a police officer in Lee Summit, Missouri, which is a suburb of Kansas City, and he was shot and killed a few days ago. And uh, I just want to, uh, whether or not if you pray, if you meditate, or if you just think, do what you do for this moment of silence 
and then after some after such we will be right back. Beginning right now. Okay, we're back. <clears throat> Ain't no school like old school. I don't care what nobody. That's says. right. Man, man, I miss that. That was a good one, Key. Man, thank goodness for uh, re- uh, recording equipment and so forth. And I'm glad when the time's in, the music don't have to go with it. We can still reach in and 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 rock and roll. Beautiful. So, this coming Saturday, man, uh, 
forty year reunion. What what you think? Have you have you been to others, or is this your first one, or do you make them? Oh all? no, we actually. Uh, I was uh, honored to be on the committee for the very first one, our tenth year anniversary, our tenth uh, reunion. Uh, we did that. I, I missed one along the way because I was traveling, um, and I was not living in Chicago at the time. So I definitely wanted to attend the. Um, the 30th, that's the one I missed. But uh, I'm fortunate, again, to uh, work with the people that I've known so long and love uh, to help plan this one. I think people are really going to enjoy it. We're going to have fun. It's going to be a great group, and uh, it's going to be a good weekend that starts. Uh, some of us have already started getting together, and uh, as soon as I uh, get done chatting with you, uh, Keith, I'm going to go head over and meet a couple folks and uh, continue to do that for the rest of uh, the week. Looking forward to seeing, looking forward to seeing you too on uh, Saturday, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I hate that. I was going to miss Friday night, but I'm not coming in until Saturday morning. Uh, and I'll, I'll be at the reunion and the picnic and I'll be heading back on the wet. I'm on the West coast now uh, on Monday. So I'm looking forward to it, man. It's, uh, it, it's something about, uh, you know, I love my family, no doubt about it. But when, I, when I'm around my preppies from that South Shore uh, period, it's nothing like it. It's a whole different That's dimension. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's just a whole other dimension. It, it, I feel, and I don't care how we change, we gain weight, we lose weight, we do, we get gray, whatever, I still see that same person. Right. But, you know, no matter how much we change, no matter how much we change, Keith, we better just be grateful that we're still here because we are. Uh, we have been very intentional from the very beginning to make sure that we try to um, recognize every one of our fellow TARs who is no longer with us, and we're going to recognize them and honor them uh, this weekend as well because, you know, a lot of the women uh, are, are complaining that they can't get in the dress they wanted to get in and the men are complaining that they don't have the hair they used to have. But you know what? Mm-hmm. You know, it's all relative. You will soon see that none of that stuff matters. Uh, and I can tell you, as a person who has been through nine eye surgeries, okay, and lost yeah. some of his vision, I can tell you that you better be glad that you're still here, no matter what condition you're in. If you can still push forward, you're blessed. Uh, I'm down with that. It's it's something. I tell you, I, I I've been saying lately that, you know, when you're younger, you take waking up for granted. You just get up and uh, do what you do. Mm-hmm. When I wake up, man, it's 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 uh, it's not just. I don't just wake up. It's 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 a whole another day. I mean, it's, I'm appreciative. You know, I'm I'm fortunate, and I know that, and I don't take it for granted. That's right. Every day above ground is a good day. So, and by the way, uh, the place where you're having a reunion, we we've had a couple there, and it's a beautiful beautiful spot out there in Munster. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it is uh, It's a beautiful place. Uh, the Dynasty Banquet uh, facility uh, on Calumet Avenue in Hammond, Indiana is great. They get great reviews. Uh, we, uh, we actually had our daughter's wedding there, and uh, they did a phenomenal job. Great food, great customer service, uh, great staff, and so I know that everybody will be very pleased at uh, what they will partake of on on Saturday. Now, a couple of more, couple more questions, real quick. We'll let you get to your. I know you want to get with the, the preppies, man. He doesn't like that. I ain't gonna hold you up for that. <laughs> but uh, what's on that bucket list for you, man? You've done a lot. Is what, what happens you've done that, that you uh, are looking forward to doing? Wow, I can't remember the last time somebody asked me that. Uh, Key, that's a, another great question. Let me start off saying this, saying it this way. I try to live my life, Keith, to have as few regrets as possible. Mm-hmm. So because I've tried to do that, Keith, there's very few things I have left on a bucket list that I wanted to do. There's just a couple things I wanted to t- My wife always wanted to go to Spain, and so we're working on trying to do that next year, which will be our 30th wedding anniversary. You know, I mentioned my first wife. I mentioned my first wife, uh, earlier in this conversation, but my second wife, Edith, has been true ride or die all the way. Couldn't have done it without her. And we celebrate 30 years together next year. And uh, our kids tease us. They say, we don't even know anybody. None of our friends have parents that have been married anywhere near as long as you guys. 
And so we, they, we're considered an anomaly. And um, I think they say right now only about 30% of black people are even trying to get married. So, you know, um, it, it's rare. But uh, I want to do that for her. You know, I, I want to take her to Spain um, or some other place she'd like to visit uh, uh, in Europe. But uh, I don't have a lot of regrets. I, I, most of the things I wanted to do, I, I've done. I, 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 I really can't, can't think of uh, many things. You know, I wanted to make sure I took care of my kids and make a way for my grandkids and uh, I think I've uh, I think I've done that, and that, that's what's most important. Is you know what are you going to leave as your legacy beyond yourself, and um, mm-hmm. that's what I'm that's what I'm focused on. I hear you. That's that's a very a beautiful answer, man. Very interesting. I hear you. You know you know who you're doing it as you as you do. With no regrets. Okay. Beautiful. Okay, one last thing, and this is what I usually do to uh, uh, with all the guests, and I always. Uh, say this is you make a closing statement and you can uh, say whatever is on your mind, whatever you want to share, whatever you want to put a shout out for the reunion, uh, whatever you want to say and however you want to say it, take as long as you want or as short as you want and I'll hand it over to you and you can just let it flow. Sure. Well, first and foremost, I want to thank you, uh, Keith, for doing what you're doing. Uh, you've been at it for a number of years and you're clearly good at it and uh, I wish you uh, much continued success. Um, secondly, I want to encourage everybody to, um, again, maybe look at that slogan that has had such an impact on my life that someone shared with me, uh, and I'll repeat it again. If you help enough other people get what they want, you get everything you want. So that's really what it's about. It pays dividends, and it builds great community because it's really – you know, it's not all about us. It's about what have you, we done for someone else. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the great faces that I haven't seen in a long time and some of the faces I see regularly uh, at the South Shore 40th reunion this Saturday at 6 p.m. at Dynasty Banquet. And uh, if you guys can't make it, all class of 77 graduates, please join us at the picnic on Sunday. I think we should be there around noon. Uh, I'm going to try to be up by then, <laughs> but uh, please come and join us because uh, we're going to have uh, we're going to have fun. The fun will continue on Sunday uh, at Rosenblum Park, and uh, we will be there right on uh, 75th and Jeffrey. So let's come out, uh, have fun, and. Uh, reacquaint ourselves with one another. Thanks for the opportunity, Keith. Brother Dion, thank you for coming on. I really humbly appreciate it. And uh, on that note, I'll just say that as I close, in the name of whomever or whatever, your spiritual power, peace and good night.